Okay. Everyone got a, a handout? It, no, there's more over here. But um, so we're continuing with the Pilgrim's Progress. Yeah, you're good. Um, we now come to Faithful and Vanity Fair. One of these sections is actually my, probably one of my favorite parts in the, in the Pilgrim's Progress. But uh, it's, I think it's a, we're going to cover a lot. I, I, we're not going to cover all of it because it, it's a lot. But um, I'll do my best to at least hit the most important parts. But um, let's go first to, to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this Lord's Day in which you bring us together as, as your church. We ask you, Lord, that this morning, this lesson can be helpful in preparing our hearts as we, we transition to corporate worship in just a moment. Please give us understanding as we, we continue to study this uh, book that, that your Holy Spirit, through, through, the, through the work of your church, through the work of John Bunyan, has left us in, in our hands, Lord, that may be of edification for our souls and, and that we can gr uh, learn from, from, this, uh, from this section of, of the Pilgrim's, Pilgrim's Progress. In just name we pray. Amen. Now, if someone, well, two people, if they don't mind, just get your Bibles and read 1 John 2, verse 15 through 17. And then someone else, if, it, uh, if you get ready, James 4, verse 4. So 1 first, first John 2, 15 through 17. You got it? Thank you, Ronnie. Well, thank you. And someone else, James 4? I got it. Four? James 4, 4. You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Awesome. Thank you. So both John and James pretty much saying the same thing. Uh, James obviously using more like stronger language to describe what's happening there. But same, same, same concept. So first we're going to... Uh, read where pretty much where Dennis left off last week is when Christian meets faithful. So um, pretty much Christian sees faithful at a distance and he starts yelling at him pretty much like, hey, wait for me. But uh, faithful answers like, no, I'm, I am upon my life and the avenger of blood is behind me. So if someone could please read that first. Where did it go? Anyway, um, perfect. That section. That first paragraph right there, that's straight from the Pilgrim's Progress. It's a long paragraph, I know. We're gonna, we have quite a, quite a bit of those. You want to read it? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. At that, Faithful looked behind them to whom Christian cried again, Stay, stay, till I come up to you. But Faithful answered, No. I am, upon <clears throat> I am upon my life, and the avenger of blood is behind me. At this, Christian was somewhat moved, and putting all his strength, he quickly takes, up, takes God up, up with faithful and did also overrun him. So the last was first. Then Christian did vaingloriously smile because he had gotten the start of his brother. 
But not taking good heed to his feet, he suddenly stumbled and fell, and could not rise again until Faithful came to him to help him. Then I saw in my dream they went very lovingly on together and had sweet discourse of all the things that had happened to them in their pilgrimage, and thus Christian began. Thank you, brother. So as we read that small paragraph, I, mean, I, I feel like it's kind of typical of the, of the Christian life, the Christian walk, unfortunately, to some degree. I'll, at least for sure it's, it's typical in my life. Uh, that Christian, I mean, he just came out of the Valley of Humiliation, and then he says faithful, he runs out to him, but it's like this, I guess that the, the sin of pride is one of the nastiest devils out there. It is so difficult to see it in you and so, so difficult to get rid of it. I mean, it's to, to some point, like, it kind of blinds us. And, and, he, and here you see Christian, it says, vaingloriously smile as he passed uh, faithful. And, and at the same time, we, we see that faithful on the, on the, on the opposite end, it, it says that he, he helped him, and then they lovingly, they went together. I mean, that's k- kind of sweet to think about. I mean, okay, yeah, you, you have on, on one side, you have one Christian who falls, falls down, he, 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 uh, he falls into temptation, t- into sin, and the other, the other side, the actually the offended party, the Christian, his brother, who, who was pretty much laughed at, he, he says, like, I- I'll help you, brother, come on. And they, bo- they both wo- go together. So it's k- kind of a, a sweet picture of uh, what we should be like uh, in, cr- in Christian fellowship. And then, well, there's one blank in there. And I mean, I'm going to give it to someone because that's, that's an easy one. But if someone who, who, who wants to read that one without opening your Bibles? Proverbs 16, 18. Someone has to have it from memory. Sandy? Um, okay, I'm just going to take a stab at it. Sure. Um, pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And then right after that, so Christian and Faithful start talking, having this uh, conversation. And I mean, they, they pretty much they are sharing what they each struggle with uh, up to that point in, in their path. They, they talk about kind of like the trials they went through, the, the, the things that they have encountered on, on that path. And uh, one of the things that they discuss is pliable. So, I mean, we, we remember pliable. And they t- started talking about him not as a matter of, uh, of gossip, like, oh, my goodness, you see what happened to that guy? No, I mean, they, they're kind of talk, talking about it more, more of, a, of a warning, like, uh, more of a, a, a as an example. I mean that. I mean, yeah, we, we should have our eyes open and, and, and see what what has happened before, and uh, in, in the church and what is happening right now in the church. So they're talking about, about, about pliable, and so what I mean, what, what really happens to pliable? It says that when um, says that pliable, I mean, we can uh, already saw it. He goes back to the seat of destruction, right? He got uh, discouraged at the slow despond. He goes back, and. And then that, that's pretty much your blank right there. It's, he is, it's, John, uh, John Bunyan says, he is now seven times worse than if he had never gone out, out of the city. So he is now seven times worse than if he had never gone out of the city. So the, the, the people of the, uh, the city of destruction, they are mocking him, they are reviling him. So, I mean, this poor guy, I mean, he, he went, he, he left the city of destruction he, he started walking with Christian, and he then, he, I mean, 
uh, Pastor Joel was uh, talking about it on uh, last Sunday. I mean, this is a clear example of someone who professes to be a Christian, who makes a profession of faith, and I mean, in case of Pliable, it was soon enough, he just deserted the faith and went back straight to the, to the city of destruction. Uh, I wish I, brought, I would have written down here, but, but uh, it actually might be Second Peter 2, 22, because that's, that's one of the notes here in, from Bunyan. If someone has that one, feel free to, to read at it. Yeah, that's the one. Second Peter 2, verse 22. If not, I'll, I'll read it. I have. There you go. Awesome, thank you. I mean, quite a vivid picture, but I mean, that's literally, to some sense, to what it is. Um, and then they continue talking, faithful and Christian. Uh, faithful continues telling Christian about this, the obstacles he encountered. And then he says that, um, he tells him about this woman he, he, he met named Wanton and how she enticed him and uh, promises all these kind of, uh, kind of, kinds of uh, pleasure. And later on, this is in the, in the, in the, patches, in the passage, emphasizes that pretty much that no, uh, no two pilgrims journey or, or their walk is going to be exactly the same. So we, uh, I mean, Christ, I mean, uh, Christian, uh, John Bunyan, pretty, m- pretty much, he's reflecting on his own life, in his own experience, the things that he saw in his own time. So that's why we have this, the, the things how he put it in, in, in Christian's journey. But here, I mean, you have faithful walking the same path, but he is having a different experience. I mean, it, that shows to us that uh, not every single Christian has the same experience, even though we're walking the same path, even though we, have, we, are go to, we come to the same church, even though we, we are in the same town, we do not have the same experience. So we are, we are tempted in a different way according to our own inclinations of our hearts. Uh, so that, that just to show you that even though you, you, you see someone who maybe had a, a conversion that it was more like, I guess, uh, how do you say, like, like more of a, like, like vividly, like a conversion, like it was like, oh my goodness, like a, like a great testimony, but and maybe yours wasn't the same thing. But I mean, that doesn't mean to say that, that your, your conversion or your profession is, is not as real as that other person. It's just that, I mean, that the Lord uses different situations and use, uses different means to bring us to faith. Then, I mean, they, 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 they keep talking. I mean, uh, he tells um, pretty much, fa- uh, let me go and see. Yeah, because they, they start talking about pretty much about all the other things that they, they saw. We are not going to touch on all of them. But I do want to touch uh, and talk about when Faithful was assaulted by Adam, Adam the first. So uh, if someone could read that paragraph right there. I don't know where the mic went. There you go. He said that part. He Mm -hmm. said his name was, okay. He said his name was Adam the first and that he dwelt in the town of deceit. I asked him then what was his work and what the wages that he would give. He told me that his work was many delights and his wages that I should be his heir at last. Then I asked him if he had any children. He said he had but three daughters the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, and that I should marry them all if I would. 
Yeah, so Faithful now comes to the pretty much the hill of difficulty where he meets Adam the first. And it says that Adam the first is from the town of deceit. And so they, they, start, they start talking. Um, Adam the first offers him um, many delights, many, uh, many, many, many pleasures and, and his wages. And he says that, uh, that if, if he were to go with him, uh, faithful with Adam the first, he will become his, uh, his heir. And they will give him his, his daughters, and we heard of, uh, of that kind of uh, from John, lost of the flesh, lost of the eyes, and, pr- and, the, and the pride of life. So, and, and, and bo- I mean, the, the three of them, they're, they're, they're kind of related, and, that's, and I think there's some kind of nuance in, in how uh, some uh, other Christians have in interpreted that passage. But uh, lost, of, lost of the flesh, is, it's, uh, it's really, or, um, or earthly desires. I mean, we, we, we desire food, shelter, clothing, Right, but when he talks about the lo- the lust of of the flesh, it's that anything that really ties us to this earth that takes away or sight from 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 what is to come. So, and then lust lust of the eyes. We we kind of mentioned um, this character that uh, faithful encounters wanton, and it's really just anything that it's um, um, that is visually appealing. I mean, sexual sexual immorality, sexual desire. That's one that. Uh, it's a perfect example for that one. And then the pride of life. So uh, wanting, um, I guess, to be self-autonomous, to be uh, in independent from, from God. I mean, and, and that one, I mean, has, I mean, we, we see it all the way from the garden. Right? I mean, that's how uh, Adam and Eve uh, fell in, in, in the first place. They wanted to be their own gods. They wanted to do their own thing. And they kind of despised God and being under their, and being dependent uh, on God. And then it says, well, well so, th- so th- those, are, those are the three, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. But um, then Bonian says that Faithful was, was actually inclined to go with Adam the first. But later on, he was reminded of, of, of a passage. It just ca- came to his mind. It says, put off the old man with his deeds. And that he, at that moment, it says that he knew that if he were actually to go with Adam the first, Adam the first would make him his his slave, and and right there I have a, you have a, a few blanks, and I mean re- we really could like talk about this section for quite a while, but uh, we need to get to Vanity Fair. But it says so under under Adam the first, it is it is all wages, and then under the second Adam or the last Adam, it is not either wages slash debt, however you want to put it, but grace. So under the Adam the first, it's all wages. Under the second Adam, it is not debt, wages, but grace. And, okay, so, someone else. I think that's one of, th- that's also a, a very common verse. Romans six twenty three. without looking at your Bibles. I'll get Andrew to give you a bookmark or something. A sticker, yeah. Wow, come on. Someone someone has to know that one. There you go. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, for the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of, of, of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. 
And so this, I mean, this section right here is one of my favorite sections, I mean, sections I guess, because it kind of, it's very closely related as to how the Lord saved me personally. So it kind of hits a little close to, to my heart. But it says that as soon as, um, that when, when faith, faithful, he, I mean, he's reminded of, those, of that passage, of those things, that he, if he goes with him, he's going to become his slave. It says that then faithful is trying to leave Adam the first, and Adam the first starts reviling him and, and just telling about all of these things. And I, th- I think, I mean, uh, uh, and, and, he, and he actually tells him that someone will come after him. And I think it's just kind of curious how, how uh, Satan for the past, what, 10,000 years, uh, he has pretty much used the same MO. I mean, he, he, he does the same thing. And, uh, and actually, Pastor Dennis talked about it last Sunday du- during, uh, du- during uh, when he was going over the, 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 the value of shadow of death when Christian was there. The devil uses, he, he does the same thing, uh, the two, two same things. So he goes and entices you. He, he tries to t- tell you, come, come, let's do this. It's, it's not that bad. We, I mean, uh, he, he tries to, t- he tempts you to do, th- to do these things. And then as soon as you say no, then he treats you like, oh, you are the worst sinner. And he gets his, like, I feel like he gets this attitude, uh, this sanctimonious attitude. Like he thinks actually he's a saint. He tells you, you're not a, chil- a, a child of God anymore. You are thinking this. How could you? You have read, you, you have been told of all these things. And he, uh, he just goes straight from, from that, like speaking as he were some kind of, kind of saint. So I kind of, kind of, uh, uh, I find it kind of curious. And uh, Pastor Dennis was, was saying that, I mean, same thing with, with Apollon, with Christian. I mean, experience, but it's pretty much starts telling him, okay, you did this, you did that, and Christian says, like, oh, yeah, I did that, not even that, you, you have left so many other things, but uh, in, in here you, you see, I mean, it's, just, it's the same thing, the, sa- the same, the same uh, tactic, I mean, that, I mean, he keeps doing it because it works. I mean, we, uh, we let those really demonic thoughts influence our, our, our minds, and to, to some point that there's a lot of Christians some of you maybe that get um, gets we should be we should have remorse repentance when we commit a sin but there's a difference between when when you are feeling just remorse and you you are you're sitting in a corner and say like oh yes I did that I, I, God is angry at me and there's a difference between that and going to the throne of grace and saying God I did this I'm sorry for this I I I confess my sin my sin before you so these are different between those two they're kind of related but one leaves you there right stuck in the mud the other one lifts you up it's you might use the same words in, in both both type of prayers of both type of uh, confession but one would put you down the other one by the by the by the by God's grace will will lift you up out of that out of that sin and and this is pretty much what happens to um, to, uh, to both Christian and faithful. But then it says that faithful, well, and I, I kind of already mentioned it, but delight pretty much the, the pleasures. He's offer, offering pleasures. But if someone, if someone else could please read that other huge paragraph that I put in there for you so I don't have to talk that much. I'm, I'm kind of learning how to do this thing. So soon as the man overtook me, he was but a word and a blow, for down he knocked me and laid me for dead. But 
when I was a little come to myself again, I asked him, wherefore he served me so. He said, because of my secret inclining to Adam the first. And with that, he struck me another deadly blow on the breast, and he beat me down backward. So I lay at his foot as dead as before. So when I came to myself again, I cried him mercy. And he said, I know not how to show mercy. And with that, he knocked me down again. He had doubtless made an end of me, but that one came by and bid him forbear. Christian says, who was that that bid him forbear? Faithful replies, I did not know him at first, but as he went by, I perceived the holes in his hand and in his side. Then I concluded that he was our Lord. So I went up the hill. Thank you. So, and by the way, I, I'm not a fan of that translation. That was the first one I got. I had on my computer, but um, pretty much, I mean, so Christian uh, later on tells faithful who was this man who came after him, and it says that that man was Moses. So Moses is bidding a faithful. He's, he's. I mean, he, he's. He says he says that a, a bl blow of death. He's. I mean, he's being beaten beaten up by by Moses. By the law, by the law of Moses, and 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 I mean that's that's really what the law does, and 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 the the law is, I mean it's just one of one of its functions to accuse you, to point out your sin in you. But so when you are under Adam the first, under his wages, that's the only thing I can do for you. He only accuses you. So when we are now in Christ, now the law does uh, more than that. Um, but in, in in this case, he's, he, that's that's what it's doing. It's just beating. A faithful down as hard as he can and and it says that uh, he, that faithful pretty much cries out for mercy and what does Moses says I do not know how to show mercy so you have this picture of at Mount Sinai Moses there's no mercy at Mount Sinai it's just a it's a mountain of fire and brimstone that consumes everything now when you you go to Mount Zion the Mount of Grace now there's where you find mercy and that's kind of one of uh, the, uh, one of the pictures here, and that's that's what I'm talking about. It's one of my favorite parts because I mean, it just kind of hits um, very close to heart when uh, the f very first time I, I read this. And but uh, well, we're moving on so we can get to Vanity Fair. I mean, I mean, uh, faithful then tells Christian that he was assaulted by discontent and by and shame. We're not going to talk about him because we don't have a lot of time. Talkative, he, they have a a, a quite um, interesting conversation with talkative. It's it's a long section. I mean, I it's also one of my favorite parts because I've seen this character talkative so many times, and in s I mean, in so many ways, I've I felt like I've be I have behaved in the past like talkative at, at points. So it's a very interesting section. We, uh, that you definitely should read. But then him, him, they meet Evangelist. So Evangelist, again, comes into play. We, we, see, we see him quite a few times. And it says that Christian, when he sees him, says, Welcome, e Evangelist. And then Faithful, uh, Faithful says, like, A thousand times welcome, e Evangelist. So this has, you have, uh, and he wa it, was, it has been already mentioned before that um, more than likely John Bunyan has uh, his, his pastor, uh, John um, Gifford, uh, in mind when he talks about Evangelist. And just to highlight here that this this character evangelist, I mean, he's not a uh, he's not a, a decision seeking seeking a type of evangelist. He's not a, uh, a one who simply organizes campaigns like Billy Graham. Oops. 
but that ty- type of pastor, he, he's the type of, of pastor who actually, who actually cares for the sheep. That uh, yeah, he he brings he 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 helps helps you to bring the gospel to you and bring that confession of faith. But he doesn't stop there. He actually cares for you. He prays for you. He's constantly visiting you. So that's the picture of the of the type of pastor, the type of evangelist that John Bunyan has has in mind here. I mean, you you see it when. Uh, when Christian goes away from the path by worldly wise men, he, go, he goes to town morality. And what does, what does he do? I mean, he goes over there and pulls him by his hair pretty much, and he rebukes him. He, he's very direct. I mean, it's a pastor who he's not afraid to actually tell you, hey, you are in sin. Repent of your sin. But over here, I mean, he co- over here in this, in this section, he comes pretty much like a gift from, from heaven. He, he is saying, he comes, he knows that what they're going to face, they're going to go through Vanity Fair, and if you haven't read it, I mean, spoiler alert, I mean, Faithful dies a horrible death in Vanity Fair, and thankful, I mean, by God's grace that Evangelist shows up here, because if maybe if it were not for, if for God sending Evangelist at, at this point, maybe they would have failed into sin. They may, they, maybe they would have joined the fair. I mean, who, who knows? And because here, evangelist comes up to, to be an encouragement and, and tells them, like, hey, you're going to suffer this. And I, I don't think, I mean, Banyan is thinking that uh, evangelist is speaking kind of like prophetically, but he is speaking out of just discernment and wisdom. And he knows the fair is there. He, has, he knows so many pilgrims that go through that fair and that many perish in that fair. So I think that's, that's what uh, Banyan has in mind here. Um, but so, and then we get to, to Vanity Fair. And so, and I guess in some respect to up to this point, we kind of seen the, the life of a Christian in, in the spiritual sense, in the kind of like an internal sense. Um, here, we, we see kind of more, like more externally. We see actually our dealings with uh, interactions with, uh, with, with, with other people. Uh, so in some sense, I mean, up to this point has been internally, uh, and uh, in here this section is kind of more like the external aspect. But now, if I could please have someone else to read that huge paragraph. Someone kind enough. There you go. It is kept all the year long. It beareth the name of Vanity Fair, because the town where it is kept is lighter than vanity. And also because all that is there sold or that cometh thither is vanity, as is the saying of the wise, all that cometh is vanity. This fair is no new erected business, but a thing of ancient standing. I will show you the original of it. Almost 5,000 years agone, there were pilgrims walking to this celestial city as these two honest persons are, and Beelzebub, Apollyon, and Legion, with their companions, perceiving by the path that the pilgrims made that their way to the city lay through this town of vanity. They contrived here to set up a fair, a fair wherein should be sold all sorts of vanity, and that it should last all the year long. Therefore, at this fair are all such merchandise sold as houses, lands, trades, places, honors, preferments, titles, countries, kingdoms, lusts, pleasures, and delights of all sorts, as whores, bods, wives, husbands, children, masters, servants, lives, blood, bodies, souls, silver, gold, pearls, precious stones, and whatnot. Thank you. So it's quite the laundry list. And so Bunyan says 5,000 years. I said 10,000 years. I mean, 
it's either, I mean, 10,000 is, the, I think, the maximum of what um, it's supposed to be, it's some, somewhere between 5 to 10, so. Anyway, but, um, so, uh, let me ask you, what does Vanity Fair represent? It's not a rhetorical question. Someone, <laughs> what, what does vanity, vanity Fair represent? What do you think? The world. True. You are correct. And so let me ask you a follow-up question, you or anybody else. If Vanity Fair is the world, why, remember that Pastor Andrew said that, city, that the city of destruction was the world. So what's, what's the difference between city of destruction and Vanity Fair? Time. Time? Yeah. In what respect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can see that. Any other thoughts? Okay. Yeah. 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 So the way that that, that I that I look at, I mean, yeah, it's both city destruction and and Vanity Fair is a representation of the world. Vanity Fair is it's pretty much the destruction, the city of destruction in its in its gala dress. It's seductive. It's it's the world and its temptations, how it comes and entices you, it seduces you. So it's it's the same place, just in a different in a different aspect. So however you want to word it, like you have a blank right there. However you want to word it, uh, that's how I think about it. It's the city of destruction in its gala dress, in its most seductive form. And if you um, when you read uh, Revelation, I mean. You have this, that picture very vividly. It says that how the kings of the world, how even the sailors, all the tradesmen, they have committed adultery with the, with uh, with this, uh, with, with with the horror of Babylon. So it, that, that's what it's talking about. It's just the world in its seductive form that uh, that entices you, that uh, it's trying to attract you. And that's and uh, I think it's one in one of the letters that. Uh, to the to the seven churches that uh, or maybe it's maybe later on I don't remember it says that uh, God is speaking to His people and He says My people come out of her come do not stay there come out of the uh, out of the world of worldliness that's pretty much what it is and we read uh, we were read those uh, two verses that that's what John has uh, John Bunyan has in the in his notes so he has those um, two verses in mind and like I said I mean James it's Using pretty vivid language of what how the world actually behaves, what is it is like, so it is, I'm, and we and we read of the of temptations re, uh, represented pretty much all or th all throughout the scripture. We are we are told about the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of of the of riches, um, how the how, how the the world chokes the word. So it's over and over again that we read the same the same pattern, and we are pretty much warned. Uh, against loving the world and to be to imitate the, the the world when it comes to its customs and its practices, so Germany uh, has those two verses in mind, and it's pretty much just as Israel that they were supposed to be different. They were supposed to be uh, uh, a particular people, different from the other countries around them. I mean, same thing with the church. We are supposed to be strange, kind of pecu peculiar, different of what, what how the world behaves. But so, interestingly enough, it says that, well, two things. It says that it's that things that are sold there, they are lighter than vanity. So if, I mean, if they are lighter than vanity, I mean, why are people paying for those things? If they have no value, why are you, why, why are so many people paying for those things? 
And, 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 and the reason is because they appear as they have value. They appear to be good, to be to, to, that you're going to get some pleasure out of those things. And, and then John Bunyan, like I said, this puts this huge laundry list of things. And if you read it, if you look at it, I mean, there are some things that says, well, houses, lands, trades, wives, children. So are those things sinful in, in themselves? I mean, no. So why could they become, how could they become lighter than vanity? How can they become vanity if those are actually, I mean, I think for the most part we would say those are good things, right? Mm-hmm. They become idols. You become idols. So yeah, yeah. So if you put them before Christ, everything is lighter than vanity. Even a good thing, such as having children, they can become, uh, yeah, they become an idol. They're, they're vanity, vanity vanities. So, um, so I mean, yeah, so th- those things are, are not simple in, in themselves. It's just that wha- whatever takes away your sight from Christ, it's going to become a vanity. And then I have a note there, and we're running out of time. So it says, as soon as a Christian and faithful ent- enter the fair, they, c- they cause a commotion. And Bunyan, in, in the trans- translation that I have, the previous experience is a hubbub. That's a funny word. Their clothing is strange. Their speech, that you have a blank there, I, I believe, it's uh, of Canaan. It's the language of Canaan. Sounds barbaric to the people of vanity, and they pretty much constantly turn their eyes away f- and plug their ears against the, the sellers and merchandise, calling on heaven for help. It says, when Christian and, helpful and faithful say that they are only interested in buying the truth, that people of vanity mock them. So, in here, I'm not sure as to what a Bunyan exactly, exactly has in mind. So, like I said, Bunyan is reflecting on his own life, but it's an allegory. So, and, uh, it, it might be both, but I think, I mean, because he might think, uh, he might talk about, cause talk about, ab- about his, their apparel of the pilgrims and their, and, their, and their speech. So, I don't think Bunyan is saying, reflecting only in its, in its actual physical appearance and the f- actual way they are talking. I, I think he has that in mind too. I mean, of course, we should be, we should be different in, ha- in how, how we dress and how we talk, but I think more importantly, wha- wha- what uh, John Bunyan is, um, is uh, trying to r- uh, picture here is that these pilgrims are dressed in clothes not of their own. They are clothed with the righteousness of Christ that they see as, I mean, the, the people of Vanity Fair, they see as different. And also their speech is the, is the, is the, is the language of Canaan. So, I mean, if you want a good uh, study and just look at what, how Canaan, rep- how it repre- is what is represented in, in the Old Testament, it's the, the, the promised land. So if it's a promised land, I mean, it's, it has to be a, dif- a different kind of, kind of land. So it's a, it's, a, it's a good study if you want to look at it but so the language of Canaan is that is the matter of the, the manner of their speech that now they're sp- they're speaking grace they they're they're speaking blessing that the, the, their their conversation is different i mean they speak of they say like okay lord willing i will do this and and they they speak blessing to to other people so it's, i think that's what what um, Bunyan probably has more more in mind and then um well you you have there like some of the kind of the, the things that at the fair when they're they're, they're the Brought to trial, you have envy, superstition, pick thing. One of some of the things that they, they were how they were reviling them, and, and just to finish up here. So, um, pretty much, I, th- I think, and, and maybe it's because I've I've watched the uh, animated Pilgrim's Progress so many times, 
but uh, I, I, I think like of the of the judge, the witnesses, the the jury. Kind of, I think of kind of like a satirical representation of the judges that were under of of their under uh, Char uh, uh, King Charles. Uh, when when John, uh, John I keep saying Johnian, John Bunyan uh, uh, was alive, because um, if if you actually read what what the judge is saying, it does kind of sound like what some of the judges were saying back back in his time. And I mean, John Bunyan he lived some through some um, some fiery trials in in his time. And he he lived through the uh, the Corporation Act, which pr pretty much would ban anyone who were not of the part of the Church of England to hold any any position in the government, even to the, um, what's it called, um, I guess to the minutest, to the smallest civil office, they would be banned if, if they were not uh, part of the Church, Church of England. And then you have the, the Act uni of Uniformity, which probably sounds more familiar in 1682, which that one pre pre pretty much get got rid of all uh, freedom of speech, all difference of difference into religious opinions. They were it was gone. It imposed the the Book of Common Prayer, and if you were not abiding by that, I mean, you were in, in some trouble. And the the well, not, not I was I was gonna say funny thing, but it's not quite funny. But uh, the day that the the Act uni Uniformity was established was in the day that was remembered to be of Saint Bartholomew. Bartholomew? That's how you said. Bartholomew? I don't think that's Bartholomew. Bartholomew. So, uh, and on, on that one, I mean, it happened a, a hundred years beho before 1682. And if you haven't read, I mean, I don't remember where I, where I read it, but uh, it's described of the massacre of, of Christians that happened in, in Paris and other cities in France. But in Paris, uh, uh, what I read it was that the, the picture was of a river of, of blood. Like the city was covered in blood of just the horrible massacre that happened there. And... I mean, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I mean, these guys back in England, they, they enacted the same day that happened a hundred years ago. I mean, they were trying to send a message uh, uh, in there. And of course, you, there you have the, 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 the um, co Coventing, Coventing, what's it called? The co Coventingle Act of, of 1664, which pre pretty much, it, um, it, if you were caught preaching, outside of the Church of England, no, no matter where, in a house, in a, in a barn, which that's where they were meeting, in a cave, you were also in, 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 in serious trouble. And so Faithful is pretty much answering all of that type of similar accusations of, of, of all of his of enemies like Envy and Pickthank. And I mean, I guess the, the matter of, of speech that Faithful has that just so... Um, I guess so, so encouraging to, to to see. I mean, he he. I mean, he's speaking directly. He's speaking the truth. But I mean, you you don't see him like just. I guess with in a in a manner that is like in a worldly manner, in an ungodly manner. You, you don't see him speaking back to to these people. He is being respectful and really with love and grace. He's talking to them and telling them, no, this is this is not what uh, that, that that's not the truth. And I think John Bunyan, I mean, he was contemporary with John Owen, Thomas Goodwin, uh, Th Thomas Manton. Uh, so I'm sure he probably he has in mind some of these people who, who were under the same trials and the, the matter of speech, which was uh, pretty more similar. And, uh, and I mean, then we read of the, uh, and I'll read it, of, of, the, of the end of Faithful. And it says, they therefore brought him out to do with him according to their law, and first they scourged him, then they buffeted him, then they lanced him 
lanced his flesh with knives. After that, they stoned him with stones. They picked him with their swords. And last of all, they burned him to ashes at the stake. Thus came faithful to his end. So, if you didn't know, the only other book besides the Bible that John Bunyan had in prison was Fo uh, Fox's Book of Martyrs. And if you haven't read it, uh, uh, that's a must. Uh, it uh, paints you a good picture of what is to be a Christian when, when we don't have all the comforts we have today. And it may be a good idea to read it because it seems that the tide is kind of changing here where we are and how Christianity is, is, is um, it's seen. So we might not be too far from, from, from there. Um, I think that not all, chi all children will be soon in there. It's Fox's Book of Martyrs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it tells you all the story. Uh, I mean, it's a, I mean, a lot of different stories of a lot of martyrs that we, we've known, of how, they, how they ended their lives. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's very graphic, but uh, I mean it's, it's encouraging because you see all of those people. And I don't think, like faithful and, and, and Christian, I don't think, I mean, and I think the, of, the, of the apostles too, of, uh, of the early Christians, I don't think they were like the kind of people like just super tactical, like, okay, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all of these things. And uh, I think they were afraid. I think they were, to some degree, I mean, you see the apostles, I mean, Jesus picked some uh, quite an interesting group of people. I mean, to some degree, I mean, they, they, they were cowards. They left him. They, they fled. And that's our natural instinct. So if you think about it, like, okay, what would I do in that situation? And you are afraid, like, oh, my goodness, I mean, I don't know I'm, not I'm not sure what I, I would do. Just be encouraged that even those people with all their flaws and weaknesses, it's not because of them. It's not because, like, oh, yes, this master of faith and these warriors. I mean, no, <laughs> they were just people who were afraid. They didn't want to die, not especially in those horrible ways. But it was the Holy Spirit that... Uh, that encourages them, and you have evangelists. I mean, some of the ways that, that God uses to, to, to strengthen us, I mean, through, through the word of, of, of our pastors, and that's what Bunny had in mind. But anyway, we are, we are late. So let's uh, pray, and let's go to, to God in worship. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time that you have given us. We ask you, Lord, that we, can, we may reflect on the things that uh, Bunyan wrote, that they may be an encouragement for all of us, that we may uh, meditate on it as we observe uh, today your day, Lord, as we, we transition to corporate worship. We ask you, Lord, that your message, your word, may resound in our hearts, that we may, we may store in our hearts, that we may understand it, and so that we may practice it in our daily lives, Lord, that we may grow closer to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.